0: dear General, on his part, General Becker, whose mission was now at an end, wrote to the Minister of War, Rochefort. This is a letter from General Becker, July 15, 1815. My Lord, I have the honor to inform Your Excellency that the mission with which I have been charged by the Provisional Government that of accompanying the Emperor Rochefort has been this day accomplished in the roads of the Isle of X. At three o'clock in the morning, His Majesty, convinced of the impossibility of proceeding to America on board a ship of war, disdain to have recourse to any secondary means to favor his voyage to the United States and has adopted the noble resolution of writing to His Royal Highness the Prince Regent of England, claiming hospitality from him and the English nation. A consequence of this determination, the emperor has gone aboard the English ship. Bauerfent, Captain Maitland, who, by virtue of orders received from his government, has given his majesty a reception worthy of a high rank, which he has occupied among the sovereigns of Europe, should your excellency desire it, shall have the honor of my arrival in Paris to give in a more detailed report of the execution of the orders confided to me, I confine myself this evening to the confirmation of the fact of Napoleon's reception on board a British ship of war and his departure for Great Britain. This step he has adopted, repeating his anxious wishes for the reestablishment of peace and the independence of the country. Count Becker, Lieutenant General, whilst General Becker's dispatch was on its way to announce to Louis XVIII that he was really king of France, we were pursuing our course towards England. At ten o'clock in the evening, we fell in with the admiral's ship coming towards us under full sail, having made a signal to us to cast anchor. She anchored close alongside the Belrafin. The admiral came to pay his respects to the emperor and to request him, to do him the honor, to pay him a visit next day on board his ship, which was very appropriately named the Superb. The emperor conversed for a long time with Admiral Hotham, Appeared satisfied accepted the invitation to breakfast on board the superb. and every preparation, it was made on board the admiral's ship as far as a royal entertainment. And the emperor was received with all the honors usually paid to crown heads. The admiral and all the officers of the squadron emulating each other in testifying their respect and we were struck with great pains, which was taken to make us forget our cruel position. During the passage, the emperor dictated the following abstract of his position at the Isle of Aix. The English squadron was not strong. Two corvettes were stationed off the mouth of the Gironda. They blockaded the French corvette Bayadere. I gave chase to the americans which daily sailed from the river in great numbers at the isle of axe we had two frigates of the first class the sal and the medusa the corvette falcon and the brig pervier the whole of these were blockaded only by 174 of small size and two smaller vessels, Captain Poney of the Medusa offered to force a passage by engaging single-handed and at close quarters with the English ships. There can be no doubt that by running the risk of sacrificing one or two ships, we might have effected a passage, but Captain Philibert of the South Who commanded in the roads refused to concur, and even threatened to use force if any vessel under his orders should attempt to force the passage. It is probable that this officer had received direct instructions from Fouché, who was already openly acting as a traitor, and wished to use all means to deliver me up to the Bourbons. There was no longer any hope of being able to reach the sea by means of the frigate said to have been put at my disposal by the provisional government, and I landed on the Isle of X. The garrison of the Isle of X was composed of an admirable regiment of Marines on which I could reckon officers had given me assurance of their devotion to my cause the commandant of the island had been one of my former soldiers in egypt and the young officers of the navy promised to man the danish brig which belonged to the father-in-law of one of them or two chasse-marées, in which they declared themselves ready to make their way through the English blockading ships during the night, and thus to gain the coast of America. It would have been necessary, however, to have touched at some part of the coast of Portugal for supplies other with the brig or the chasse-marées. Under these circumstances, a called the Privy Council composed of the officers of my suite informed them of the impossibility of any longer calculating on reaching america by means of the frigates and after having unreservedly explained to them my position i requested them to give their opinions the course which it seemed best to adopt two courses of action presented favorable chances to try the fate of arms in france or to appeal to the hospitality of england in order to commence the former I could have placed myself at the head of 1,500 marines, full of zeal, completely devoted to the cause of their leader. They would have conducted me to Rochefort, where I should have been reinforced by the garrison of that city, whose spirit was excellent. The garrison of La Rasha was also confidently to be reckoned on. It was composed of four battalions of Confederates who had offered their services and were in a condition to form a junction with General Clausel, who commanded at Bordeaux and had protested his inviolable attachment to the cause of the empire. And further, this would have made it easy to unite the armies of La Vendée and the Loire and to maintain a civil war if we could not have succeeded in re-entering Paris. But the chambers were dissolved for 50 to 60,000 foreign bayonets were in France and were arriving from all sides. Civil war could have no other result than that of placing me as emperor in a better position to obtain arrangements more favorable to my personal interests, but I had renounced sovereignty and only wished for a peaceful asylum. I could not therefore consent to expose all my friends to destruction for such a result, to be the cause of the desolation of the provinces, and finally in a word to deprive the national party of its true supports, by which sooner or later the honor and independence of France would be established. I only wished to live as a private individual. America was the most suitable place Country, of my choice, but finally, England itself, with her positive laws, might be also a proper asylum. It appeared from the language of Captain Maitland that the Belfriend would convey me to England, where I should be under the protection of the English laws. And it was reasonable to believe that the English people were too fond of glory to fail in taking advantage of a circumstance which would form one of the brightest pages in the history of their country. I determined to go on board an English ship, but assuredly. I would not have taken this course had I entertained any suspicion of the unworthy treatment which was reserved for me. My letter to the Prince Regent was a public declaration of my confidence in the generosity of my enemies, and Captain Maitland, to whom it was communicated before my going on board the Bowerfin, having made no observation on its contents, by this fact alone recognized and consecrated the sentiments which it contained.